0: The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network.
1: You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash, and I like to think we're all flawed, but we're also fucking fabulous. In today's episode, we welcome to the Flawed and Fabulous podcast, the modern day poet and creative soul behind Louie Lux, Jessie Lou. I've only recently had the pleasure of getting to know Jessie Lou in person and wow, what a woman she is. As you were here, I have connected with her journey on Instagram for a very long time and about 10 months ago is when I first sat down with Jessie to discuss the possibility of her telling her story on the podcast. Little did I know how huge and inspiring her story actually was. Being the person I am, I said to Jessie Lou, I really believe getting professional support before sharing this story would be the safest option for you. And while I believe we never 100% recover from our trauma, we do learn how to live with it, how to share it, and how to offer valuable lessons to those willing to listen. So here we are. It's now the right time, and I can't explain the immense amount of gratitude, love, and respect I have for Jessie to be so gentle, vulnerable, and honest in sharing her story. And most of all, I need to say thank you for trusting me and also for supporting my cause of normalizing open discussions of grief, trauma, and loss. Before we dive into today's episode, I would like to give a trigger warning. We do discuss topics of a sensitive nature that may cause distress to some. If you are feeling triggered, please reach out to a known professional support provider or refer to support providers in the show notes. Today brings up a lot of emotion, pain, and also how perspective can reshape your life. If you didn't already feel a connection or the intense power behind her writings and her art after this episode, you sure as hell will. Now let's get started with today's episode and welcome Jessie Liu to the Flawed and Fabulous Podcast. Today we have a very special guest that I'm super excited to introduce you to. A beautiful Soul, Inside and Out. Welcome, Jessie Lou Hello. Thank and you for having me. No, <laughs> uh, you have been on my bucket list for a long time and I'm here for it. And I'm so, so excited for you to share more about yourself. But can you do a little intro for the listeners? Absolutely.
2: Um, my name is Jessie Lou. I'm a poet, writer, artist, a designer. Um, I'm also a mum to two beautiful boys, Jace, who's 13 and Rafferty, who's five they're both their birthdays their birthdays are like this coming month so they're Aww. getting older but um I um, I have a third baby my business Louis Lux which I've had um, for seven years I established that in 2014 and it keeps me busy and um Filled with purpose and yeah, that's about it. In a nutshell, there's not
1: much more to it. No, and then we're going to get into all the juicy goodness, but just wanted to give everyone a little bit of a background before we pull the angel card. Mm -hmm. Jessie Lou has shuffled and pulled a card. Can you flip it over and read the message that is waiting for you? Telling
2: moment. Oh, play. Oh my gosh, I love it.
1: (laughs) Okay, read it all out. All
2: right. So Beloved One, it's time to set aside work for a while. Don't worry, we will oversee your responsibilities to their completion. Oh my gosh, I'm already getting emotional because this really <laughs> means was, a lot like, to me. We had lunch together yesterday, <laughs> yeah. and we were
1: talking about like, yes. this. And Courtney's like, "Damn!" Oh, sorry to say, Miss Courtney's here too. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, when I change the intro, I get out of whack. <laughs> sorry.
2: <laughs> Playfulness, um, gaiety, and laughter will lift your energy so that you'll return to work with a renewed perspective and heightened energy.
1: Love it. Okay. The angels see that you need to play, so they sent you this card. You've been working and worrying a lot lately and your soul cries out for fun. I want to hug you. <laughs> um, feelings of fatigue, irritability, or depression are additional signs that you're overdue for some playtime. You don't need to wait until you have a free moment because you can inject fun into your day today. Simple pleasures, moments of silliness, laughing with a friend, or watching a funny movie are examples of a way to have fun that don't require a lot of time or money. Fun and play are necessary parts of life for children and adults. These types of activities help us live healthier lives and allow us to. Attain our desires more quickly. Fun is part of living a balanced life. Additional meanings for this card: Stop what you're doing and go and have fun right now. Release any guilt about having fun to the angels. You deserve happiness, pleasure, and enjoyment. Make sure that your recreational activities are purely fun and non-competitive.
2: Love it. it on board. Yeah. What <laughs> Thanks, does that, angels. What, yeah.
1: What does that resonate with you?
2: Yeah, I um. Yeah, I had a therapist tell me recently that I haven't had fun for the last two years and to make sure to make time to um, bring that fun back into my life. So I, I know that it's on the cards, literally. Um, <laughs> pardon the pun. <laughs> pardon the pun. But um, I'm not quite there yet. I, yeah. I don't, um, I'm not in the position to, but I really, really look forward to it. And I crave that play, that playfulness that I know I have deep inside me and that inner child that's like craving to come out and be her full self and that essence of Like every – yeah, I think every person wants to have fun and play and when that's – yeah, not, you know – as an adult, it gets put on the back burner. Yeah, um, it becomes really like it's quite suppressing. But I'm so ready, and yeah, I, I think it's not far off. So that's exciting. <laughs>
1: it's playtime, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of your inner child, yes. I would like the listeners to get to know more about you, and yep. that's a great place to start. Is your childhood. childhood? So tell us a little bit about your upbringing.
2: Yeah, I um definitely whilst um I was a child, I thought I had a pretty Um, simple childhood. I remember, like, when I look back, I have clear moments of a lot of play. Um, I was a very um, vivacious um, firecracker of a child that was, um, like, I actually see my Rafferty, my Mm five-year-old, he's a real firecracker of a kid. And I think, you know, you're given these gifts of children to see, like, a mirror into yourself and somewhere along the way, as an adult, you sort of lose that. Mm -hmm. But I do remember being like that and... Um, I was always um, playing in the garden, making fairy, you know, gardens and... Mm-hmm. Mud um, pies. Love potions. <laughs> love potions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, was making petals. mud pies. <laughs> I was like, I would find all the, like, little petals. I wouldn't ruin oh. the whole flower, but I'd make love potions out of flowers. That's very on brand for you. is <laughs> <That's>, Actually, <laughs> I have not thought about that for a very long time, so it makes sense now. Um, but I um, would also... Um, on concerts and play like I think most little girls and, mm-hmm. and um, when I wasn't doing that I would be in my bedroom um, sort of escaping um, mm-hmm. because whilst at the time I didn't think that it was a tumultuous childhood or with any darkness because you just have nothing to compare it to, um, as I grew older and sort of, you know, as young as, you know, primary school comparing stories with other c- girls in the in the um, schoolyard, realising, piecing together, it's like, that's not how things play out in my family and Mm -hmm. that's a bit odd and like I would say oh we do this Mm -hmm. and you get a bit of a side eye and you learn really quickly to not share too much because it's not normal. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So as I got older and especially towards my teen years I was like oh yeah the energy is probably really bad in our household Mm -hmm. and I protected what was going on for a very long time and I still do because I'm not one to air the dirty laundry or live in the past or focus on it too much. It's more about now I'm really trying to heal and learn and make something good out of it. Mm -hmm. So it was – there was a lot of light but amongst that, which I don't talk about too often, was a lot of dark. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, um, I think that it – I don't regret – like I don't – I wouldn't wish upon anyone um, the things that –
1: we went through. Um, but I'm without going into too much detail, because we're not here to talk about the past in great detail, but just for a connection for the listeners, it's about broken trust. Yeah, Um, you know, a child in a child environment. Yes. Um, and that's kind of what you're talking about without going into any of the details. Yeah.
2: So to sort of shed light a little bit, I, I had two, you know, parents that I think had good traits, mm-hmm. um, and but they all, they, they were in a generation that, you know, when they
1: experienced trauma, they never dealt with it. Yeah, um, mental I, health awareness wasn't no, a thing really back then. I do and believe... And people dealt with it the way they did.
2: Yeah, could. and I do believe they both had PTSD um, and um, instead of doing something about it um, that was constructive, um, they had four kids mm-hmm. and, and brought us up the best that they could, but while suffering um, and that's how I've managed to dissect it as an adult now because I don't hold it against them. I'm not angry anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel sorry for them and if anything, I wish I could go back um, and help them. Um, yeah, because whilst um, it's not been an easy road by um, any means um, I do feel that whilst I couldn't help them back then me living my life now um, in a place where I'm constantly trying to be a good healthy person a good role model to my kids make a difference um, make not always good choices but try um, and and be a, a good a, human a good human
1: yeah.
2: is my way of saying to them that whilst you weren't able to break the cycle I could and yeah. yeah, that's all I can ask for, so.
1: And you um, have really turned your experiences, which is Louis Lux, yeah. into this gift that yeah. is for everyone and it is about love and it is about life and it is about loss and trauma yes. and you have this amazing gift with words mm-hmm. and people are so drawn to what you do because they connect with it. That life is messy. And that's, that is the beauty in it
2: because I have tried to figure that out because whilst my parents did um, cause so much grief and hurt in um, my life, I um, also thank them because it was actually my dad who um, taught me about poetry mm-hmm. um, and that's what I try and hold on to is is that like whilst my dad, um, you know, had a lot of um, – there was – You know, there's not... You can say flaws. Flaws, Flaws, flaws. flaws. Yeah, (laughs) Um, (laughs) On brand for me. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I've spent my whole adult life, you know, grieving him. He, you know, said he was going away for two weeks for work and left the country and never came back. And I haven't seen him since. And I was like a teenage girl Mm -hmm. and no daughter deserves that. Um, He, um, he also taught me the gifts that i share Just today context sorry to
1: interrupt you how old are you now i'm 36, 36. yeah so it's been about 20 years since yes you've... yeah 20 yeah 22 years so
2: i um i honestly i hold on to that like that's what i want to take from my childhood like i don't want to take any of that um you know those moments that i have i don't want to have compartmentalized them i know that they're there um i've choose to focus on the good and um through my work um you know I I deal with trauma all all day every day through my work people reaching out um everyone's got a story and um I do feel like I'm the girl for the job because the poetry that I write um whether it's about heartache loss growth um losing a baby um losing the love of your life um you know, that inner child chat, it's first-hand experience. I've lived through every one of those poems. That's
1: so A lot of chapters in there. Yeah. So um,
2: I think that my work um, that I do when people say that it helps them, you know, you, d- you never know who's going to come across the poem when they need it. And there's a um, quote that I love. Um, Ethan Hawke did a TED Talk um, and he says that art is a luxury until it becomes vital and, you know, you might see something and it might not resonate with you at the time, but I like the idea of people coming across my work right when they need it. Um, and, you know, I've had a lot of w- work through a lot of self-doubt with, you know, being a crazy artist and like, oh, no one takes me seriously or it's, you know, someone told me once that I was like annoyingly positive and so, you, you know, you talk to that inner voice and go, oh, like, there's no place for what you do, but really I know and people that matter um, who are going through real life stuff? They're like the suburban heroes that are in the trenches every day. That um, reach out, write to me, and say, "Look, your words got me through a really dark time." And what? And like people going through some really traumatic shit, like mm-hmm. tragic circumstances, and going, but you know, your message and your work. Um, reminds me that life is still beautiful amongst all that darkness and to still try and be a good person for my children and wake up each day and still choose to love life over all that darkness. So that's my why and why I keep um, doing what I do every day and filling my days with that annoying positive. Positivity. <laughs> I love the positivity. I'm <laughs> all
1: for the positivity. But as a child, was poetry and dance and play your escape? It was. Um...
2: I would, I I would lock myself in my bedroom, and I had like a sliding door
1: um, mirrored. mirrored.
2: Yeah, my wardrobe had like a mirror, and I would we all loved those <laughs> dance <laughs> for hours. And I self taught myself how to dance. I eventually became a professional dancer. Like my mum was super strict and irrational. Like um, I, I, I've joked before, I suffer from AMS. <laughs> have, uh, I'm half Asian, so my mum, you know, she grew up and really. Um, Hectic circumstances where, like, it was um, there were peeping toms in her... Like, she lived in a mud hut in, yeah. in Asia. So yeah. she was like, you, you know, you can't catch a bus because you'll get a boyfriend's. But she'd let me walk home, like, 10Ks mm. through <laughs> the middle of
1: Logan to get <laughs> home. <you> to <laughs> explain <laughs> what AMS is in case anyone thinks that you have a medical condition. Asian mum syndrome. <laughs> 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 <So> um, <everyone's laughs> like, AMS? What
0: is AMS? <laughs> I have not heard of this. Well, I
2: did think the word... Um, Savage was savage, like, my whole childhood, <laughs> and I got pulled up at, like, 18, they're, like, you do realise it's with a V, and I'm, like, but no, like, dogs are savage, like, got that dog is savage, mm. and people were my like, my yeah, we got it from my mum, <laughs> so it's that whole, like, there is that cross like, I grew up in a, you know, in Australia, but with this Asian mum, and, like, it seemed completely irrational, her parenting style sometimes, but I, um, I would... Lock myself in my bedroom. I would dance, um, and it as a way because I wasn't like she wouldn't let me get to go to a dance school because I'd get a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So I um, self my I self taught myself how to dance and um and became a like a dancer once I was older. Um, but the other thing I would do would I would write at my desk and I would do anything to just sort of escape what was going on. Um, um and that would be with brushwork and I would use um, ink on paper. I would write out poetry. I would write my name over like like thousands of times on like paper, like almost <laughs> like it's quite mad when you think about it. But I just loved finding that flow. I tried to... Um, summarize the Encyclopedia Britannica and for people that weren't born in the eighties. That's like <laughs> the, a the Google, Google book. <laughs> yeah, it's like Google in a
0: book. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I came on C D ROM for yes, the
1: first time yes. I C D ROM. The future. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. <laughs> oh wow, there's another thing beating oh, the book. So old I yeah. But I love the going back.
2: Yeah, but I honestly think I got to Africa and was like, this is too big of a yes. job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm at an A. There's a lot more to go. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I would write. And um and it's funny, like it, it's funny how that um when I look at my professional adult life, I've um turned to those two things. They're the predominant parts of my career like I've I've danced professionally and now I'm a writer and, and a letter artist. And um I do think, yeah, that's how you know, the whole business started. I, when I was going through another hard place, um, seven years ago when I started Louis Lux, it was called Finding Louis at the time because my middle name is Louis. And I was trying to find that place that no matter what was going on outside that door or outside in life, I managed to find happiness at that desk in that room. And I knew that if I could tap into that zone, I'd be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and seven years later, it's, my bread and butter, so it's pretty pretty epic how doing life plays out. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And to go and reflect back on that and yeah. be like I was doing it as a child. Yes. And very few people get to grow up yeah. and do what they did it when they were a child. Yeah. Yep. Did you stay at home till
2: um, late I, teens? Yeah, I finished high school um, but I left in pretty like traumatic circumstances. I, um, It was pretty sudden Um, I left home with nothing. When I left home, I didn't realise I would be never going back. So I literally had what was in my backpack that day. Um, and, um, yeah, I was homeless. (laughs) Mm. Um, I didn't even have a Medicare card or a birth certificate.
1: So, um, did you just... Have a moment where you felt it was time to go? Um, Had you been thinking about it or it was just...
2: No, it was um, an ultimatum given by my mum Mm -hmm. um, and it was
1: life or death. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And when you left, what sort of feelings did you have towards the situation? Were you fearful of where you were going to go?
2: Um, I don't, it's a blur, honestly, Mm -hmm. but, um, like I have a younger sister and it was, there was guilt, there was worry. Um, there was also a sense of freedom because for the first time in my life, I was like, I went, when I, you know, I had, um, people around me that were like, you know, you're 18, you don't actually have to go back home. It's not safe for you there. And uh, they had to really spell that out for me. Um. So – and I I actually didn't realise that that was an option. I was like, but, you know, like I was so conditioned to believe that I was stuck where I was. um,
1: And the responsibility that comes from looking after the family. I've been
2: a good girl my whole life. It's the people – all I wanted was for my parents to love me and be happy. (laughs) That's all I wanted. Um, So by not going back, whilst that was incredibly daunting because I didn't have a home and I didn't have belongings – um, the idea of not being in those shackles anymore was far more appealing. Um, and whilst, um, you could say that I had a choice, it, it really, it was I was unsafe at home. Um, so I, um, winged it and, um. Problem solved and found a solution because in an in interpre- entrepreneur in me, obviously, yeah. is a to gal. Yeah, I had to pivot. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, f- I, um, I thankfully had a, um, a boyfriend at the time, my first love, who I, I actually met in weird circumstances as well. Like, um, <laughs> that's another story for another day. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, cause I wasn't allowed a boyfriend, mm-hmm. you see. Yeah. So the, but this one, my mom was like, oh yeah, he could, you know, help pay the <laughs> bills maybe. And, um, AMS. <laughs> AMS, it's a thing. Um, so I was allowed to start seeing him and I, you know, I fell in love with him. We were, um, planning to move in together and he was in the army and, um, you know, he was traveling. A so in that time when I was like trying to find my feet, like I got, um, Jobs at, like odd jobs at, um, as Re- a waitress dancing, uh, yeah. Like. So, I this is this is how I became a pro- like professional dancer. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna like at uh, the time before I um left home, I was I finally convinced mum to let me learn Latin dancing, mm-hmm. um, because she actually was like, Oh, yeah, Latin dancing, Yep. Yeah. that like it's like it's so hard to explain. My mother is completely <laughs> irrational, but. Um, I'd finished school. I mean, that's and I like was a lot like, of mothers, I so yeah. don't
1: feel like you're alone <laughs> yeah. in that. And I feel like everyone has mummy baggage. I <laughs> feel like
0: Latin is like the more sexy, sexy one where you <laughs> would find a boyfriend. But <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. It's even so, an emoji
2: for that dance. <laughs> so, my mum, being who she was, she went from being super strict and not wanting me to have a boyfriend. And then um, when she found her freedom when dad left, all of a sudden she was like 18 again because when she got married, she was 18. And then she was like, Oh, you come clubbing with me. I went from like, You're not oh. allowed to catch the bus. To To let's go to the discotheque. Yes. The discotheque. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And how I met my first love was on the Hilton um, Hotel dance floor with my mum and all her like Asian friends in leather miniskirts. And this (laughs) Aussie boy was like, why are you hanging out with (laughs) us? My mum made me do it. (laughs) And... (laughs) Um, And yeah, so the Latin dancing went hand in hand because like where I went was in the valley and she was like, oh yeah, we'll go and then we'll go afterwards. And I was like, this is whack, but I'm, I'll (laughs) take it because all of a sudden my life had just sort of changed. Um, But at the same time on reflection, looking back, it was a bit of a bait situation. I helped her cause. Um, So um, I met um, Ben at uh, the Hilton and um he stuck by me. He could see that I was waving a white like I was like a blink twice if you're in trouble situation, yeah. and he could see that not everything added up um and so um, yeah, when I did leave home, I did feel that whilst he was away with work all the time and um we you know um couldn't live together, that there was he Yeah, he was an angel in the way that he gave me the confidence to be like you you realize that that's not the only option like you you don't have to go back there you're unsafe and whilst i couldn't move in with him cuz he was busy with the army and lived on the barracks um he gave me the confidence to be like, i can figure this out um so um i had him to lean on and a year on from that i was like things were looking up like i was like i had men i ha- i had um My sister was in good hands by this stage. She was taken away um, from my mum um, and found her own guardians and and path and um, things were looking up. And um, I woke up one morning and I just knew something was wrong. (laughs) I could feel it. And uh, I uh, couldn't get through to him and I rang the army barracks and... He had, um, in a freak accident, fallen to his death. Um, and it always just seemed a bit little unfair. But the one person who showed me that I was worthy of love and fighting for was just, just like, vanished and taken away and he was so beautiful. Like, he was such a beautiful person. Um, and I had a, um, a moment at, in time in those months to come where I, I could have gone one of two ways. And there was so much of me that wanted to just, I remember saying to friends, just being like, I could die tomorrow. Like I want, like I would be happy to die tomorrow because I've lived my life, my life. I feel like I've lived a lifetime and I've experienced a lot and I'm ready to go. And I look back now and think of all the goodness in my life now. And I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful that I had the strength um, and foresight in that moment to choose to um, make the most again of my life in showing um, Ben that his last moments and years spent with me weren't a waste of time, that um, his belief in me was worthy and that um, if I went on and lived a full life and cherished moments that he just didn't have the privilege to do so that um that it would be okay that it wasn't a waste of time I wasn't a waste of time
1: he was your gift
2: he was a gift and I um cherish every ounce of belief he put in me (laughs) um so my message when i um do my work and um tell people to love life no matter all of the gory bits that happen and they have, they're, in, they're inevitable like life is amazing and horrible and amazing and horrible and it happens but to always um try and seek the goodness and realize that um there's there's hope and there's, like, so much joy still to be had. Um, and and living life in full and, and um, being grateful for the little things... ...and trying to be a good person. Being annoyingly positive. Being annoyingly positive <laughs> is good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, it was a make or break moment. And I remember, I again... Um, was homeless <laughs> after that and I was at the RBH, uh, Royal Brisbane Hospital for Women in mm-hmm. Brisbane in the psych ward mm-hmm. um, and I w- was seeing a psych there and I told her my full story and how I ended up there and didn't have a Medicare card and um, was diagnosed with circumstantial depression um, and, but she said, you're going to be okay. Like, I know, like, I see a lot of people, but there is a real strength in your voice when you speak, like, it's pretty powerful, like, you are going to be okay. And I've been told that a lot since then, (laughs) and I I don't know if it's um, something that I... Uh, conjured up in those harder years early on when I didn't know that I was going through a hard time and I sort of had to problem solve and figure it out and self-heal as as I was going along. Um, But I do feel like I'm the girl for the job to sort of move past that moment of um, complete terror, fear and that feeling of giving up and go, no, 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 I choose life. I choose to still believe that there is so much beauty to be enjoyed in this world um and by doing that it's poetic justice it's absolutely just um showing my parents that um that you know whilst they couldn't do the work I could and um whilst Ben's life was taken far too quickly and early in the piece that I would make the most of my life so that he could be proud of me and that it wasn't, a, yeah, I wasn't a waste of his time. So um, that's that's my,
1: yeah. Ha- how old were you at the time when Ben passed away? 19. 19. Yeah. And being not close to your family, losing Ben. Yeah. Um, You said that you were in the psych ward yeah. seeing someone. Who else was there to support you through that?
2: Um, just the, like I was still dancing at the time mm-hmm. and I think that was my saviour in the end. I turned to work and I just danced and worked. That, that was my income, but it was also my way to creatively express myself and my best friend Brooke, who actually went to school with Ben, um, and how I, is how I met her. I danced with her as well. So I do believe that our paths were completely aligned. Um, and she... Definitely helped me through that time, um, and eventually introduced me to my husband. At the um, um, at the well, not I, at the time, but
1: so you're separated now. But separated he, he became now, your husband. He's not anymore. Yeah, definitely yeah.
2: part of the journey. Um, yeah, so that all happened very quickly as well. Because, as you can imagine, as someone who had been through that level of hurt and trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty excited by the idea of um being scooped up mm-hmm. and moving on and but um what I didn't realise was that um my journey um I'd have to suppress that for quite some time. Um so I haven't really dealt with it well I did. I did in private, I dealt with um the self healing and the work. Um, In private, in my marriage, and it's not until I found my business and found that inner like that, doing that work that made me come alive. That I'm like, I've actually really like, this is actually quite powerful what I've been through, and. Um, whilst I won't spell it out for people I'll definitely write poetry about it and that's where I sort of started gaining a community because people would see that in my words like whilst I wasn't being shouting out specifics because it's not my style they would be like oh I feel that and I where does that come from resonate yeah so um whilst um yeah it's been it's taken a long time I feel like now as a 36 year old woman and a mother of two and um I feel fuller and more myself than ever. I'm ready to talk about it um, and shed some light as to how I got here and And in doing so I hope that, that it gives people strength. Like I want to back my work. I want to mm-hmm. be able to go, no, no, no I, it's not fabricated, it's not come, come from nothing, it's um,
1: my autobiography really in poetic form. And you spend so much time sharing and connecting with others about their stories. Exactly. That it's It's only now this turning point where you're like, I feel ready to share the layers of my life. Yeah. It's only fair. Yeah. They're sharing with you. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a two way street. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes it's a whole intersection of people (laughs) willing to share. And it's beautiful.
2: (laughs) It's beautiful. And that's like that connection and that, um, level of, um, feeling the feels like when people talk about all oh, the feels, but, like, genuinely feeling the feels. Like, I think there's so many people that suppress, and I was one of them, like, it's just, like, we don't talk about dirty,
1: icky things. Mm-hmm. Um, because and that's a lot of even Australian culture yes, in yep. general. yeah, like we're lucky that our kids probably won't grow up no, with that being right. such a stigma to, Absolutely. like, talk about feelings and emotions yes. and experiences. Yes, I'm here for that. Um, yeah, I'm here yep. for it too. Yes, Got a podcast about it. <laughs> but it's that... It, 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 there's so much power in sharing a story Absolutely. and your social media is your journey but sometimes it's the words and there's a person behind the words yes and I think it's so beautiful that you've bravely showed up to share that because you don't have to
2: no yeah yeah. No, I think it's time.
1: it's taken a good and it's seven years. Healing. Yeah. It it's yeah. all part of the healing process. Yeah. And I have I have actually followed Jesse Lou since finding Louie.
0: So oh, okay. like yeah,
1: it's been like a long time. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I think pretty much as soon as you started your business around yep. that point I was already like on board, bought your Christmas decorations, used to do, like <laughs> wow. the stencil ones. Um and you know, it's that connection. Yeah. And I hadn't even been through oh, any magic in that. Yeah, at right. any at yeah. any time. Point in my life, I was living the sweet life. Yes. Back yep. in 2014. Yeah. And then fast forward a few years. <laughs> yeah. Not so sweet. But, yeah. um, you know, if it's words, and that's, you know, even. We both have the love for the beach and the ocean, and grounding, yeah. and happy place, and yes. light. And we love a good quote. And well, yes. I'm not a poet by any means, <laughs> but I'll write someone else's words. <laughs> but it, that that's healing in its yeah. own.
2: And it can be as simple as that. It's, um, it's seeking like na- whatever makes you light up. For for us, it's nature. It's like getting out, and I the thing for me, like standing on the sand and looking out the ocean, you realize the gravity of like the world and the universe mm-hmm. and you're this tiny dot. And that's why I love travel as well. Mm-hmm. I did love travel. Get us on. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just get reminded that like you are a dot in the ocean, but um, at the same time what you bring to the world and the universe is very important. Um, and if all us little dots did that work and connected with ourselves and realised what was making us grumpy or not working or that those little irks like – Um, the world would be a much kinder, happier place. And so that's why I um, share my words and my findings um, in hopes that it makes people think and go, yeah, yeah, it can be as simple as reconnecting and picking up a brush and doing what makes me light up. Like I hope that people can be inspired by my journey um, to do that um, and do it for themselves. And uh, people do reach out and go, thanks to you, I've picked this up or... um,
1: Can you explain a little bit just... in for some listeners that possibly don't follow you and yeah. don't know, um, explain what you've obviously pivoted along the way yeah. with what you've done through Lily Lux, but yep. currently your offerings of what people would reach out to you to create for them. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, when I first started, it was all about the brushwork and lettering. Um, I was getting, you know, like it was before it was everywhere. It was <laughs> very early days and it was... Um, like when I started finding lawyer, I wasn't meant to start a business. It was purely to find simple happiness. And you, you happiness. had Jace at the time. Yes. And yeah. I was struggling with secondary infertility and was hurting because of that. And I quit my full-time events job in Brisbane. I was doing the commute. I was like, I'm so stressed. I just need to simplify things. I don't care if I like quit my job and get like a job down the street, like cleaning dishes, which mm-hmm. is exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. I Went and cleaned dishes to be able to contribute financially to the family Mm -hmm. um, earnings. But in my spare time, I I was a mother. But I would, I was like, I'm just spare
1: time. What is this spare time speak of, mother?
2: (laughs) We find it as mothers, we find it. But um, I would,
1: when you're passionate, you find
2: it. Yeah, I was so eager to find it, and so um, I would sew, I would cook, I would. I was like, I'll buy some. Paint brushes and when I start, I like when you first go to the Louis Lux page. So when you, you, you see, like I'm just sharing random bits and pieces of things that genuinely lit me up. And it was sc- it was like not my personal page because I was scared my friends would judge me. Um, so it was like a private page and uh, like a public page, but separate to my actual me. And I called it Finding Louis because I was like, I don't want people to know it's me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I... You
0: didn't want people to find you, ironically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I wanted to find
2: myself. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want people to find just me. for me, not for you. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and so...
1: Good one, um,
2: <laughs> And then, um, like, a couple of weeks into it, like, people would be like, oh, that piece of paper that you wrote on, can I buy that? And I'd be like, oh, it's like, it's oh, really? Like, it's nothing. It's just, I've just scribbled something out. And they're like, no, 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 it speaks to me, like can I buy it? So I was like, okay. And so I, I originally was just like sending it like, what's your address? And here's my PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was like, going oh, to the post
1: office. <laughs> yeah. I
2: was just like, man, this is cool. Um, and then, um, and then I created a Wix website and that's when I called, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a business person. <laughs> and I found that I was like, oh, I don't, I'm like finding Louie. I don't feel like that's a business name. That's more like a blog name. And then I was like, I want it to be like a strong woman. Like, Like Louis
1: Lux, (laughs) (laughs) nailed it, and it's almost like I feel like it's strong and luxurious, you know. Yeah, all those things. I
2: used to say she's like my alter ego, but I've in that seven years realized that um, I'm strong all on my own, and which is why I've called, I've you know, I've owned my poetry now. Mm -hmm. It's signed off by Jessie Lou, like. And Louis Lux is the brand. But Mm -hmm. at the time, I was like, oh, I'll just be like incognito, it'll be Louis Lux. Um, And the domain was available. So it was (laughs) like, and then, yeah, yeah. And so I started creating um, just prints through that. And then I was like, always trying to think of ways to branch out and be different as a true creative. And at the time, name plaques weren't a huge thing. Um, People were doing like laser cut um, fonts and whatnot. And I was like, oh, I'll turn my brushwork into acrylics and woods that people can put on their doors or use at their weddings or cake Mm -hmm. toppers. And it was all original ink work turned into laser cut stuff. And I did that for a while. And that was, you know, under the Louis Lux banner and very like successful. But um, it was getting copied like left, right and center, like not just the idea, but um, actually vectorized and my actual f- handwriting was um, being replicated in it
1: how flattering a,
2: yeah so <laughs> flattering but was super annoying so I um, and I still to this day when I get like outrightly plagiarized and no one's like, uh, that I know of hopefully has not done it to my poetry but my lettering or, or a design idea or a capture print that's come out of my mind and if it gets copied completely I'm Really good at going, you can have it. Yeah. I'm going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I so I did that with the acrylic stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back to the simple um, paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized at the end of the day, it wasn't about the lettering because there's a lot of that. What I had to offer the other artists didn't was the actual words and the poetry and story. the story. So I tapped into that. And that's when Louis Lux really became what it what is. It is. Um, people would come to me because. I was able to find the words through my growth and heartache and turning my heartache into something good. Um, They were able to find the words that they needed um, to get through their times and also make artwork of, you know, in memory or in hope or, um, yeah, and I've provided as a designer um, templates as such that they can sort of piece together this perfect piece of art that, um, displays on paper what they feel um, and that
1: is... And it's so personalised.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to explain when someone's like, yeah. oh, so what sort of... Like, first of all, people say, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a poet. I mean, a designer, <laughs> like an yeah, artist. Let me, let me say Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, so what sort of artwork do you do? I'm like, well, it's like super bespoke. It's, And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's, Here's a picture. Here, here you go. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is. It's like unless you... Um, you know, the the memorial pieces that I do are, are the ones that I'll never be able to let go of, no matter who, and there have been copies um, of the sort of style I do, but I will never let go of it because the value that I feel that I add um, to that person's life going through that heartache to be able to um, hold on to something tangible and be like, this means the world to me. Like, I, I want to do that for the rest of my days. So...
1: You showed me a picture yesterday yeah. and um, I'm probably going to get the gender around the wrong way. So it was made for um, a nan, nana who yeah, lost her. her partner. Yep. And the nana just recently passed away and she had one request that that framed artwork be with her. No, and cool. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, yeah. that's just the so powerful. It like,
2: is. It is. Yeah, and to think the poem that she actually chose was um, called You and I and it's about the memories of you and I and I wrote that off the back of my own heartache and it's just to think that it's got this cycle now that it's out in the universe um, and it's um, giving someone so so much healing, like even past – that You know, their souls exist, like their... their you wrote it side to heal existence. you yeah. and now those words
1: are healing yes. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's, so it's huge. so, so powerful. So, yeah. So power. It's
0: like when you... um. I think music does a similar mm. thing with lyrics. No, this yes. is like obviously not the same. But when I was I at the idea. Taylor Swift concert <laughs> years ago, she talks... There's a song called Clean and she was saying it's about like after that breakup when you're like able to like... Be done with that person you feel clean and there was she, she was singing it's like quite a slow acoustic song she was doing and there was this girl behind me just it's yeah. her eyes out, obviously feeling so connected to somebody else's story but how it, like, resonated with mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. I was feeling like, oh, my gosh, wow. Yes. Oh, I'm emotional to see how emotional you absolutely. Wow. Yeah. it's just, like, amazing. Taylor how. can do Someone that. Else's very personal <laughs> experience can just yes. mean something so powerful to other people. Yes, yeah,
2: and it, it is, like, and I am a big believer in that with song lyrics in terms of, like, they say, like, if you want to know what a girl's going through, listen to the music that she's listening yeah. to. And mm-hmm. for that reason, um... Yeah, when something resonates with what you're going through in life and it's able to help you feel the feels and express like you will listen to that song over and over again and I hope that my words and poetry whilst you know I can't sing I feel that that's why I can letter is it's the way that my poetry got noticed in the first place and that's my voice so I'm very grateful that I was given that little side gift Mm -hmm. um, to to make it noticed Um, and so yeah to, to think that you know there's people out there that rely on my poetry as they would a beautiful
1: song like it really means the world to me yeah and hence why i have been so drawn to you and um a little side note jesse lou and i actually met um only last year but we went out for a coffee to discuss a podcast last year in August. <laughs> coffee? Well, I didn't drink the coffee. <laughs> like like I call like, it that. Are you sure it wasn't a wine or a wine? <laughs> no, anyway, it was during the day in work hours. When did so. that stop you? <laughs> Come on court, be kind. <laughs> um, and I do have a little hangover today. <laughs> um, but um, we went through. Jessie opened up so beautifully to me and shared her story and I didn't even know what I was signing up for in that little coffee date. Like I was just like, you're on my list of people. And I said this to you yesterday, you're on my list of people. And you were the one of, one of the, like two people that didn't sway like the whole time since I started the podcast. And I was like, I want to see meet with you. And, um, and when you just opened up and shared your story, I was like, oh, holy fuck. Um, I don't think I'm ready to like, in the <laughs> early stages of podcast world to, to like handle this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and, um, are you seeing a therapist? (laughs) 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 Because, like, it's the power of the podcast. You can heal so many and connect with so many people, but they're going to listen and they're going to contact you. You have to be ready for that sharing experience. And I'm so glad that we did hold off because while yes, you were amazing in August, the growth and the level of contentment that I see in you within those six to eight months. Yeah. Well, I was freshly
2: separated at that point Mm -hmm. in time. So I was right in the thick of um, my healing journey. Yeah. And like I said, because I hadn't um, truly dealt with um, the trauma that I'd been through in earlier years, whilst I did my best in my self healing journey, um, I finally went and saw a proper therapist in the last year. And it was because I'd done so much of that groundwork on my own, um, in private, she was like, Oh no, we've got this like, and it has been quite a quick turnaround and it's never over. It's a constant growth. Um, it's life, it's It's (laughs) constant healing and, um, but I'm okay with that now because I realise that no matter what is thrown at me and um, and like I'm always hopeful, always positive and can always see that like no matter what I've been through, like to be – to feel the joy and happiness that I feel in the little moments of every day, um, you put that all together and I'm like very, very lucky, very grateful and um, happy to – happy to take it all on so um, but yeah I, I definitely think this last year has been huge and um, definitely you know going through a separation and actually choosing myself um, and choosing not just myself but like when I say that it's like
1: no my I'm all about the self worth happiness <laughs> yeah um, it's important
2: to be able to live um, you know my like my full self without being mm-hmm. um, Little or, mm. or um, made to feel small, which is mm-hmm. like hard to say, but it was the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time to
1: shine better. It's baby. time
2: to just freely um, spread love without ma- being made to feel bad about it. Express like, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: it's a good thing. <laughs> like it's not a bad thing. It is 100% a good thing. Yep. Yep. So, given the incredible chapters. Yes. where we are where we are to now. What does the future hold for Jesse Lou?
2: Um yeah, I scary to think. I feel I do feel like yeah, free. Um not not quite fully just yet, mm-hmm. but um um I feel like, yeah, that that play card mm-hmm. is on the horizon and I don't mean play as in like I'm gonna go on benders and like <laughs> yes, <no. laughs> let loose play in the way that I'm going to really That lights you up sort of um enjoy my hard work, mm-hmm. um, in terms of,
1: a, and for me, it's like finding play and in just time. For some context because Jessie Lou works so much and has built the business to a certain point. And then when we caught up yesterday, I was like, "Oh, we might have to catch up like near work," so it wasn't an inconvenience. And I was like, "Or oh, do you want to be adventurous?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she was like. I can do adventurous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were. Yeah. And we had a four hour lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's
2: becoming like it's getting to the point now where, um, yeah, I I've worked I knew that if I worked really hard for a condensed amount of time, there'd be a come to a point where I would be able not like the balance word, but be mm-hmm. able to actually The card en- says balance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy um yeah, enjoy that hard work and and I do now, like I'm like I give that time that I have free to my kids, mm-hmm. but now I want a little bit in like you know creating more and like just finding more bits of me that I'd forgot that were a part of. What makes me who oh, I am? To finding Louis again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Finding Louis.
0: Finding Jesse too. It must be very hard when your business is like it's literally you. You can't be like get an assistant to write a poem. No, you know what I mean. So yeah, it's very hard for you to be able to manage that time. You can't just outsource the yeah. work. Yeah,
2: and then there's the guilt. Like it's like oh if I don't if I'm not the one creating all the things and it's coming from my hand, then I feel bad. But it's not about it. Like I realised that it didn't matter how I got it out. Like. Um, whether I was handwriting it raw and giving, sending it out, or just doing Internet. prints that were my words, mm-hmm. that was still we were Impactful. still getting the feedback going. This means the world to me, no matter how and it was it's getting not to them,
1: ripping you to shreds. Yeah, it, yeah. So having to it's do it, a
2: win-win. So as soon as I became comfortable with that, that's when um, I was able to elevate the business. And the more that I feel comfort in, like having the time free you to, you know, tick the boxes, um, in you know, being a mother and like, you know, financially and like feeling like I've actually got my shit together. I've started dancing again and Mm. it lights me up and it just, it's like this beautiful cycle of like the more you give yourself and the more you look after yourself um, and give yourself permission to play and um, live life. Yeah, be free. You are able to give more to, of what the world needs or what the world, your gift Mm -hmm. that, you feel like that the size like, to flow. Yeah, your job, like my, my place on earth is to write poetry and I can't do that if I'm sinking yeah. <laughs> in it all. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, I, I will constantly be trying to figure it out, but I feel like I'm closer than I've ever been before. And it's been a huge year of allowing that, that aha moment to, to play out and actually be my life now. So I'm excited. It's excited. just, I feel like it's just the
1: beginning. It is the beginning, baby. Yeah. I'm excited for you too. Yeah. And that's such a nice way to close. And I'm so incredibly grateful for everything that you just shared. You did such an amazing job and your words already touched so many, but now they're going to hear your voice. <laughs> and I'm super excited for your message to Love Life yes. um, to get out there. But before we wrap up, we the final five. Yeah. Um. Now I'm dying to know what the poet's best quote The the quote to live by is. So what is your quote to live by? It's not one of mine, which is... (laughs) (laughs) It could have been a shameless plug. (laughs) Um,
2: It was actually in Meryl Streep's uh, Oscar acceptance speech um, a few years back. And um, it it really validated my day to day. And it was, um, take your broken heart, make it into art. And it really gave me permission to be like, no, 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 there is so much beauty and worth in, in the work you're doing, um, not just for your own self-healing journey, but for others. So um, yeah, it's just that that message of making good out of the bad, really. Like we could go and, um, you know, focus on the bad and focus on uh, the not so nice things of our journeys, but having that will in your heart
1: to just choose the light, that's that's so beautiful. So that's that spoke to me and that's love that. Yeah. It's like reminds me of like a similar one, which is like she made broken look beautiful. Like there's okay. a whole little well, spiel- well, the whole and flawed and fabulous. <laughs> deal, <isn't it>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and the best advice you've ever received?
2: Just uh yeah, I suppose the the common message that um you know and I have this self-doubt chat with mates or whatever, it's just like just believe in your magic, like mm-hmm. just unlearn all that um you know, that chat from early on and just believe in critic. And, yeah. Like, um, and the work I did with my therapist in the last year is like really sitting down and talking to that inner child and going, you don't have to be scared anymore. Like I get it. You were conditioned, but, um, you're a grown ass woman now and you're more than capable. You've proven that. And to believe that you've totally got this, not just say it and write it and be like, yeah, I've got this, but to actually go, no, you've been through what you've been through. You've gotten through it. Um, you, you were given the foundations as a kid to actually still like be that vivacious firecracker child. Um, and whilst it was taken away from you and that innocence and purity was taken away from you, you've managed to get to this point and, but now you've got a whole bunch of other resources and you're a grown ass woman. So combine those two things and mm-hmm. and believe
1: in your yeah, magic yes. Love it. and your core value.
2: Um, I would say, um, is just kindness, mm-hmm. be a kind person. Um, yeah, I just, I. someone said to me the other day, oh, I saw you in a dance class and I didn't know like you had a following or anything but like because I, I ended up following her, she was one of the dance teachers mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, I, I would have had no idea that you were like had a following or um you know, cause I just remember thinking, who was that girl? She was so nice mm-hmm. and I was like, I actually have no idea how much that means to me because I don't, yeah, I just I just want to be a nice person, a kind person, and to spread love and positivity. And you're doing um, a bloody good job, <laughs> <laughs> no strings attached. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, that's my my huge value. and th- the biggest value that I pass on to my kids is to be wary of your um, surroundings, wary of what people might be going through. Even if you're standing in a shop, just be wary if someone's trying to get past. Like just mm-hmm. just um,
1: be conscious of your surroundings and be kind. Yeah, I love that. Everyone can be a little bit kinder. Um, if you had one last meal, what would it be? Oh, a pho, 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 oh, pho. Like the yeah, Vietnamese, like, Vietnamese soup. Vietnamese soup, which yeah. is, um, yeah,
2: it's like if you know, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's like they actually have it for breakfast in Vietnam and yeah. it's like a, um, it's a really cleansing soup but um, you can find it all through parts of the Gold Coast but it's
1: got a cult Sales following. Sales are going to go up now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try it. Right? <laughs> I'm, try it. No, I'm <laughs> And your fave beverageino? Um, apart from coffee? Yeah. Um goes for something else. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can just a it.
2: good old, oh, this is so basic, bitch, but <laughs> it's just a vodka lime soda. <laughs> there
1: is nothing really basic, bitch. It's Role your drink. You're drinking that uh, <laughs> on the dance floor at right, the Hilton. Yeah, yeah,
2: Back, when yeah, I, I back in 70. the day days,
1: everyone's had a vodka lime soda. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> that's,
2: yeah, it's just...
1: Simple.
2: Refreshing. Yeah,
1: yeah, refreshing. Oh, well, thank you so yeah. much again, Jesse Lou. And for all those listening that don't possibly follow you, where can they find you?
2: Um, yeah, on Instagram at Um, Yeah, I have a website, Um, and that's about it. I Yeah, I have a um, studio in Southport, which we will be opening um, to the public um, for, like, live lettering sessions and fun sessions. Oh, fun. Um
1: in due course
2: yep. when I'm ready. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's where I hang in, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, beautiful. That was awesome. Thanks, Ash. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> this podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. To stay up to date with me, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a review and follow me on Instagram at Ash.